Welcome to Adventist Voices. I'm Alexander Carpenter. Thanks for your feedback on last week's conversation with Jennifer Allen about her book, Confessions of an Adventist Boy. If you haven't listened to it, you definitely want to check it out. After you listen to uh, this week's conversation with a very special person, Carmen Lau, the new chair of the Adventist Forum board. The Adventist Forum is the organization that publishes Spectrum. It's been around since 1968, and she joins a great legacy of um, Adventist leaders like Chuck Scriven, David Larson, Glenn Coe, in giving a vision and support to um, what Spectrum does. And in this conversation, we talk about her recent trip to Rwanda um, in her graduate work looking at the genocide and its effect um, on Adventists there. And we also talk about her vision for the future of what the values that um, Spectrum represents can mean for uh, the larger Adventist community. Hope you enjoy it. Yes, I do, Sister White. We will not fear. The kingdom is alive. The kingdom's on the move when the poor and the meek and the hungry and the lonely. I'll never forget it. Hello, welcome, Carmen, to uh, Adventist Voices. Hi, Alex. Good to hear your voice. Yeah, likewise. Thanks for taking uh, this time to chat with the Spectrum community. Well, I'm very pleased to have this opportunity, and thank you for your good work in making this happen. Oh, yeah. It's a labor of love, as they say. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, I want to congratulate you on your uh, new position leading the board of the Adventist Forum, and I'd like to um, just hear from you about um, how you first kind of got connected to Spectrum and, and the Adventist Forum. Hi. Yes, I became acquainted with Spectrum when a professor at Southern Missionary College passed out a journal to everyone in the class. That was in 1982 in a Christian ethics class. And then a year later, some kind person gave me a subscription to the journal, and I've been subscribing ever since. And um, yeah, and then I've been on the board for maybe eight years. Yeah. That's great. That's a, a nice uh, long time to kind of get a feel for how the organization has grown and changed. Um, what kind of uh, interested you about what you were reading in the journal um, back there in the 80s and 90s? Well, I saw that it was honest and not afraid to ask questions. Um, there was um, uh, an affirmation of faith, but yet showing some transparency about um, maybe some nuance in church positions or um, doctrines, perhaps, that could have some nuance to them. And so um, I saw it as a way to not be so rigid, and that seemed to be um, in alignment with, with how I felt I wanted to be as a young person. That's great. Um, can you talk a little bit about um, your vision for the organization now? What would you uh, like to see um, happen? 
Well, um, this is a very special opportunity for me. I'm humbled and honored, and I am working with a great group of people with the board, and Chuck Scriven is staying on as an advisor, and I'm glad for that. But I'm looking at the church um, it's like a, a unique time in the history of the church. There's never been a time where uh, communication has been, you know, instant like it is now. And uh, there's tensions playing out. And um, so it's a time, a special moment, really, within the denomination. And I hope that Spectrum and Adventist Forum can be a source for inspiration uh, without too much cynicism. Uh, for both the players who are actually making decisions and then for congregation members who are maybe on the edges and wondering what's going on. And I see that there's some question about identity and who belongs in the Adventist church. And so I'm glad we're doing this podcast with Adventist voices because how do we ground our identity? Are we the group with answers or... Are we a group on a journey? And so um, I hope Spectrum can help people sort through these times. Hmm, I like that uh, idea of a group with a or group on a journey, I think is how you said it. Um, What sort of um, what what do you you know, you talk about identity. You talk about how the Adventist church is changing and the larger community. Um, what, what are some of the things that you've noticed as you've been observing, um, this conversation? Well, the conversation within the Adventist church is a small piece of the bigger conversation in our culture, um, which is a tension between, uh, what is truth, what facts matter, what frame will we use to look at facts and truth? And, um, So the logocentric world is changing. People do not trust words and rational argument as much as they used to. And so, you know, when this journal began, I think we trusted that the rational discourse would um, lead people to unity. And that doesn't seem to be happening. And so there's other strands at play within culture. And so that's kind of our challenge now is thinking about how do we change so that we can serve in this particular moment. That's interesting that you talk about the, basically the, the platform, the, the foundation for our shared communication has changed. Um, do you find that, um, depressing or, uh, are you optimistic (laughs) about how things have changed? I, I feel like so much of what we're seeing, uh, with the pressures of globalization, et cetera, um, apply to the church, as you point out. And, um, people are really scrambling from political leaders to church leaders, um, to everyday folks to figure out how to manage um, this sort of um, changing epistemological framework? Um, I don't find it depressing, usually. Okay, good. I, <laughs> I, um, you know, I think we find our way with uh, 
with different tools, uh, art, poetry, beauty, um, sharing and, and together in, in noticing something beautiful and appreciating a well-crafted poem. Um, I think opportunities to have, and this is hard on a, on a website, you know, the conversation is two dimensional, but I see, I read the, the comments and I see sometimes, uh, some very gracious back and forth. I mean, there's this, the disappointing back and forth, but, um, you know, some authenticity, some humility. And I think that's the thing that gives me hope. And so all that we do, um, we want to have it bathed in conversation and, and respect and understanding that there are many viewpoints and, and how we treat each other is important. Yeah. So, um, that's great that you're optimistic about this. Um, uh, and you know, I am too. That's one of the reasons that I care about this, you know, the spectrum community and, um, why I care about ideas. Um, can you talk a little bit about the, the, your current research? Um, because I think maybe it could, you're also confronting some pretty, um, unfortunate, history that connects to Adventism, and yet um, it's something that we can learn from? Well, um, currently, I'm in a master's program, and I'll graduate in just a few weeks. And Great. Congrats. Uh, thank you. Anthropology, Peace, and Human Rights. And for my thesis, I traveled to Rwanda and collected stories from Adventists who were Um, attending church before the genocide in 1994. And uh, I looked for elements in the stories to try to understand, um, you know, what sorts of Bible verses or big narratives were influencing people who chose to be perpetrators and people who chose to not participate in violence. And um, what... What makes me optimistic is seeing the the level of healing, the miraculous way that Rwanda functions now. Uh-huh. Um, Twenty five years after the genocide, um, the level of civility and societal function um, that's inspiring, and it and it lets me know, um, you know, I believe in God, I believe in the Holy Spirit, and I think the Holy spirit will guide us through this time. Um, Hmm. it's a time when we can't always rely on our rational discourse, but I think we can be led to see beauty and to see things that are hard to put into words. That's uh, really beautiful. Um, would you mind just sharing a few of the, um, the particular takeaways where there, um, sort of, um, ideas or, um, stories that helped um, folks through this, uh, you know, kind of reconciliation process? Well, um, I guess the thing that that I heard uh, several times in Kigali was a reference to an Adventist pastor who was very, um, was visiting members of the congregation 
in April 1994 as the country started to go into turmoil. And he um, went to people's homes and and several of the people that I interviewed wanted me to write down this pastor's name, and it was Jonah. I don't have his last name here in front of me, but um, sure. he 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 really took it upon himself to try to bring peace in his local congregation. And what he used as a as a, a point of reference was the idea of creation in the image of God, and that we were one ethnicity from the beginning and and you know we have we're all in the image of god and that was his main theme that um he wanted the people in kigali to hear um at his church and um so that was very moving um you know, I heard a lot of sad stories too. I, w- I want to write about this for Spectrum in the next few months. Yeah, please but, do. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm I'm kind of um, interested in that idea that you just shared because it seems to me that's you know one of the ways that we can uh, beat bad ideas is is and uh, frameworks that you know, create violence is with, um, you know, bigger and better, um, you know, ideas, um, hopefully. And so I like what you share there. Can you, um, why, why did you decide to, to, uh, do this master's program? Well, I had noticed how, um, so many times Christians, people, me and people that I love or, um, people that I respect, sometimes don't notice the evil right at their doorstep. Like, for example, I live in Birmingham, and I have been part of a church book group, and the ladies who were here during the civil rights era, you know, said they just kind of didn't realize what was really happening in Birmingham. Wow. And I, you know, I wasn't here at that time, but I'm, I'm not sure I would have either. And, and so we all kind of have some humility about kind of the, the blindness we have in identifying evil and how we tend to rationalize um, facts and things that we observe. And so I, I wanted to go back into the humanities, um, into anthropology, uh, looking for some sort of um, theoretical background about why why people can be blind and and not serve for peace, and so that that's what sent me back to school. Huh. And have you been uh, have you enjoyed this journey that you've been on um, in this program? <laughs> I love it. I love being with the, um, my colleagues in the program of all ages and, um, you know, daily going to class and having conversations. Um, it's been a real boost in my life and it's been a very, uh, like a golden era for me. I've loved it. Oh, nice. Well, um, good luck as you transition <laughs> uh, next. Yes. Um, so you're not only a, uh, um, an anthropologist and ethnologist, um, but you are also a um, mother. And I think you're the first mother to chair 
the Adventist <laughs> Forum Board. And I'm wondering um, what it's been like thus far, and have you drawn on any of your uh, skills that you've gained raising children? Sometimes <laughs> the Spectrum community can be, you know, childlike. And by that, I mean, we're, we're what Jesus says we need to be to get into the kingdom. Very, very childlike. <laughs> well, I mean, um, you were at the first board meeting, Alex. I don't know. Did I act like a mother there? Maybe so. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, you know, I am a mother of three. And, Congratulations. Uh, very, um, yeah, it's very, ups- it feels kind of upside down for me to, to take, you know, I've been at home for several decades and then to take this on, um, but I, I feel very energized by it and, and excited about the opportunities. Great. Yeah. I feel like, you know, um, I was, uh, often in, I, in a church at a point in my life, I was often there with my mom being the only one who would raise her hand in this small, um, Sabbath school. And, you know, I didn't, you know, as I was getting older, you know, when you're a a preteen teen, you're like embarrassed by everything your parents do. Um, and I just remember being like, you know, I'm going through this stage of being like, mom, come on, you know, and then, <laughs> and then realizing like, oh, this is cool. Like my mom is totally, you know, unintimidated by everyone, which she <laughs> should, you know, totally. She was right to share her opinions in, in a Sabbath school class where, you know, most of the women were just sort of, you know, silent or just whispering in their husband's ear or something like that. Um, for them to say what they were thinking. So I don't know. I, I just, I think that the Adventist church has kind of silenced um, the maternal side of, of people's experiences. Um, and uh, so I, I'm just curious to, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how, you know, the, the board and the community grows as we sort of cur- Hopefully, as we're trying to ordain more women into leadership positions in the church, that maybe we'll kind of change that part of the conversation as well. Right. Right. And, um, yeah, I agree. And when I was in Kigali, actually, I don't remember if I told you this, I did meet a female elder um, in Kigali. And I, that was kind of unexpected. She, she was someone who was willing for me to talk to her about the genocide. And, um, so in, in Rwanda, they, um, are elevating women in the government for leadership because a lot of the men after the genocide were in prison or killed in the war. And, um, so actually Rwanda has uh, quite a presence for, for women. Yeah. Well, let's jump back to um, Spectrum. I'd love to kind of hear your thoughts about, um, you know, where where the organization is going. Um, and, you know, you mentioned identities. We have a conference coming up. And I'm just curious what you're kind of, you know, what you're seeing um, in the near future for um, the Spectrum community. Well, I think... Also, this is influenced by my interest in peacemaking, but um, we need to look outside of binary categories. Yes. I think Adventist, non-Adventist, um, 
you know, that's not a, a good phrase, even though we use it. Um, so, you know, I see Spectrum as a place where we can let um, our imagination work a little bit um, or a lot. We don't have to just, you know, report what is, you know, what we have, what we don't have. We can imagine something different. Um, we can, that's the way I, I, you know, I think in Rwanda, if the churches could have been places where people could imagine something besides, you know, Hutu and Tutsi, you know, perhaps it, it would have been different there. But I think it's important at, at Spectrum and then also in the United States that churches be places where people can can imagine and, and not hmm. just fall into binary identity as to, you know, on several different metrics. And um, so I think it's a, a very timely uh, topic uh, to talk about identity this fall within the church and um, within the culture and under the umbrella of promoting peace, which goes back to um, the founders of Spectrum were people interested in peace. So we're kind of like 50 years later, I think we can touch on that a little bit, even um, under the topic of identity. That's great. I, you know, um, I think that topic has come up, that idea of peacemaking has been, you know, a part of what Spectrum has cared about. And, you know, the uh, it's rooted in some of the pioneer conversations in the early church. Um, you know, they were really concerned about violence and what that did to um, a cr the Christian witness um, in the world. Um, I'm curious, as you're um, talking about peace, uh, I think it's also one of the things that kind of cuts against the binaries that you mentioned. You've got folks who are um, on sometimes opposite sides of other issues that um, find common ground in Adventism talking about, um, you know, anti-violence. Um, so I think it's a great um, principle for us to always use to connect folks on. Um, is there um, anything else that you uh, have picked up um, in your travels and talking with folks in your role um, representing uh, Spectrum? Well, I've had some great conversations with people who value um, this organization. And I think people are noticing that the time is changing and that it's time to do um, to make some adjustments. And so I think the podcast is going to be a great addition to what we provide um, for the Adventist church and also for those who are part of the spectrum community who are maybe on the far edges of Adventism or people who are on a spiritual journey who go to our website for some um, sense of camaraderie. Yeah. And um, so, so I, I'm very positive about, about what we can contribute in the future. Well, good. So am I. <laughs> Thanks so much for um, talking with me today. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you, Alex. Good luck. All right. Take care. Yes, I knew Sister White. 
We will not fear. The kingdom is alive. The kingdom's on the move with the poor and the meek and the hungry and the lonely. I'll never forget.